And our confession of our uh, doctrinal standards tonight is the Canons of Dort. The Canons of Dort, first head of doctrine, Article 6, that's page 260 in the Forms and Prayers. We'll read this together, Article 6. God's eternal decision. Article 6, and we'll read this together, page 260. God's eternal decision. The fact that some receive from God the gift of faith within time and that others do not stems from his eternal decision. For all his works are known to God from eternity. In accordance with this decision, he graciously softens the hearts, however hard, of his chosen ones and inclines them to believe. But by his just judgment, he leaves in their wickedness and hardness of heart those who have not been chosen. And in this especially is disclosed to us his act unfathomable and as merciful as it is just of distinguishing between people equally lost. This is the well-known decision of election and reprobation revealed in God's word. This decision, though wicked, impure, and unstable, distort to their own ruin, but it provides holy and godly souls with comfort beyond words. Our Heavenly Father, we ask you to look upon us in grace as we look away from ourselves and into the face of your Son, whom you have appointed as our mediator and Savior. As all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in your Son, guide us by your Holy Spirit into the true understanding of the doctrines of Christ. May our meditation upon his truth produce in us the fruits of righteousness to the glory and exaltation of his name, the instruction and edification of this congregation, and the salvation of the lost through our witness. We pray this in the name and favor of your well-beloved Son, Jesus Christ, in dependence on his Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, one interesting thing in our article in Scripture reading tonight is, the tru- is that the truth of the doctrine of election comforts us by oxymoron. Because the doctrine of election, as our scripture told us, is a secret. It's a mystery that God has made known. On the one hand, this doctrine is an unfathomable mystery. And yet on the other hand, our our catechism, our canons tonight, said that is the well-known and revealed truth of the word. So we confess both things at the same time. We confess that God's act of election is unfathomable, and it is a mystery. And yet we confess that this well-known decision is what God discloses to us in his word. But in Christ, who is the mystery revealed, this doctrine comforts us beyond words, and so we joyfully embrace it. Last week, we looked at how we need to embrace the doctrine of God's salvation being a gift and not our own doing, because that's what the Bible says. But tonight, we'll look at how God has not just revealed this mystery to us to give us something hard to believe. He's revealed this mystery to us for our comfort. 
God telling us in his word about the doctrine of election and reprobation is for our comfort. So tonight we'll see that we don't just teach it because the Bible says so. We teach it because we love it and it gives us comfort beyond words. And so that's our theme tonight. God's election is God's comfort to us beyond words. We'll look at that in three points. First, God's election is comfort past. Second, God's election is comfort present. And third, God's election is comfort future. So first, God's election is comfort past. God's election comforts us because it was a decision made in eternity. God tells us in his word that the Bible, and the Bible says that God hated Esau and loved Jacob before any of them had done anything. And last week we read together the truth that God didn't base his decision on our worthiness. So he didn't elect us because we were worthy. He elected us by his own good pleasure. But this week we read that the fact that some receive from God the gift of faith within time and others do not stems from his eternal decision. All his works are known to him from eternity. But the good news of that, the reason that election is comfort past, is because that means God knew about your past while your past was still the future. He made this decision in eternity. So God made this decision in eternity, which means that when he made this decision, the skeletons in your closet still had meat and skin on them and they were walking around alive. They, they, there's nothing in your past that can be dredged up and held against you in the court of God because God knew about it before it happened. For those of us, God has chosen to give the gift of faith, even though there are earthly consequences. We, we read about those this morning, right? In, in the book of 2 Samuel, Nathan tells David, you shall not die, but there are earthly consequences. We don't want to deny that, but for those of us, God has given the gift of faith. There is nothing that can change our eternity. There's no secret past sin he doesn't know about. There's no sin of youth he'll suddenly remember. We sang about that this morning in Psalm 25. The sins of youth God will not remember, and he chose us before they happened. He ordained all our days before they happened, so our past doesn't surprise God. God's election is comfort past because nothing we have done in our life can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then on the other hand, God's election is comfort past because not only does our past not disqualify us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, it doesn't qualify us for the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's election is comfort past because election is God's gift. God's election is comfort past because it's, a it's not a reward. Our past can't separate us from the love of God because of what we've done through our unworthiness, and they can't join us to God and that love in Christ Jesus our Lord because of any worthiness. God doesn't love us because we were lovable. He loved us because he was in his good pleasure. He willed to save us, and that's comfort past, and we can rest in it. Because God's will and pleasure don't change. And we are safe. God's never going to wake up one day and realize that he made a mistake committing to you. He loved us with everlasting love and eternity. And he bound himself by his will and his promises. And he doesn't change that and he never can and never will. But see, this is where the wicked, impure, and unstable distort the truth to their ruin. 
Because they don't focus on that comfort. They focus on the choosing part. And the comfort without the choosing is ruinous. See, they'll look at it and they'll say, well, this is unfair that God would bend and soften hard hearts. This is unfair that God would save people from themselves through no merit of their own and only based on his love. And then it's unfair that God would tell them any of that. And we say, amen. We already dealt with how profoundly unfair that is in Article 1. Because mercy is unfair. But God shows himself to be both merciful and just. And then he comforts us by revealing the well-known mystery of election and choosing in choosing to reveal to us that he has saved us in his mercy and in his justice he has given other people exactly the hell they want. God's election is comfort past. But God's election is also comfort present. It's comfort present because God ordained and knew not just what we've done so far, but everything we're doing right now. Everything we are and do, he knows. He knows our inmost heart and thought. God knew in eternity the sins we'd struggle against this afternoon. God knew in eternity our present besetting sins. And God knew in eternity our present failures in the Christian life. And he knew that before any of them happened. Last Sunday we looked at the sad drama that unfolds with the phrase, it happened. It happened that David sinned and drag, or drug his kingdom into ruin and sinned against God and his neighbor and horribly violated the law. But the comforting truth of our article tonight is that before it happened, God ordained and God knew. And that means that Paul's words in Romans can actually comfort us. Romans 8 tells us that one of the things that cannot separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord is our life. Life, not just death, but life can't separate us. God's election is comfort past and comfort present because we didn't save us, God chose us. And that means we can't undo our own salvation. That's comfort, present. And God's election is also comfort present because it means that there are no lost causes. God softens hearts no matter how hard our, our canons say tonight. And salvation does not depend on how ready a soul is to be saved. Salvation depends on the power of the Holy Spirit bending and softening a hard heart. And a hard heart God has chosen. And that means that we can pray for our unbelieving friends and family members because God's salvation is not dependent on him who wills and him who runs, but God who mercies. There are no lost causes. The people God chose to save are equally lost in Adam. And so those not yet saved are no worse than anyone God has already saved. So those people that seem beyond hopeless are not outside the reach of the power of the Holy Spirit to soften. But then on the other hand, when there's a loved one who does harden themselves, no matter what we say or do, we don't need to be discouraged. Because salvation is not about our passion and about our effort and about our effectiveness at sharing the gospel. Salvation is about God who mercies. So it's about the spirit softening who God wants to soften. And that means there are no lost causes, there are no discouraging causes. And the reason we know that's true is because God saved Paul. 
Paul was the man who wasn't just encouraging the Pharisees to martyr Stephen. He was the one who was coldly calculating enough to hold their coats while they murdered him so that they wouldn't get their coats dirty. This is somebody who enjoyed what he did. Paul was the one organizing mass martyrdom. And he was persecuting Christ. And yet when the grace of God appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So God revealed the mystery of election to us, and because of that, election is comfort present. It's comfort present because we can't save ourselves, and it's comfort present because there are no lost causes that are not worth praying for. But then finally, God's election is not just comfort past and present. God's election is comfort future. God's election is comfort future because God gave it to us for our assurance. See, unbelievers and unstable people will distort the doctrine of election because it's not for them. It's for us. It's for us who have believed. It's for us who have believed to know the future and to know that before God we are sure than sure, safer than safe, and our salvation is based on unshakable eternal promises, not our own doing. God gave us the doctrine of election and reprobation for our comfort so that we could rest in that truth that our past and present and future belong to Jesus before any of it happened, and so the future cannot frighten us. When we see bad times, suffering, struggle, trials, and temptations on the horizon in our earthly life, the doctrine of election tells us that we belong to Jesus. And that means everything in our future can only serve for our good and his glory. When we look toward the judgment day, the doctrine of election tells us we belong to Jesus. And so in him, we are sure that that is not a court date. It is a wedding feast. And when we know and look toward the resurrection of the dead and the life in the world to come, the doctrine of election tells us that we belong to Jesus. And that means that that life in him forever is truly and untakebackably ours. Because God chose us outside of time to spend unlimited everlasting time in resurrected bodies with him forever. And it's sure than sure. Election is comfort future. This is what unspeakable comfort beyond words looks like. It looks like no chance, no power, and no created thing is able to change the will of Yahweh who purposed and promised in eternity to save us in Christ. And it looks like rest and freedom from from worry about a future that's already settled. And this is our comfort. It's ours because God has given it to us. He gave it to us not just in saving it, not just in saving us, but in revealing this mystery to us and showing us the unshakable way in which he saved us so that we could know the beautiful truth, rest in it as a beautiful truth, and love and praise God forevermore because of this beautiful truth. So the doctrine of election is hard for those who don't have the comfort yet. It's impossible to understand for those who don't have the comfort yet. But for those, Because without the comfort part of it, again, it is tri- twisted, distorted, and ruinous. But for those of us who have the comfort... For those of us who believe, this hard truth is good news and it is life. The truth of the doctrine of election is a doctrine we must teach because it's in the Bible, 
but it's a truth that we who love the comfort love to teach because it is ours and it is our only hope. It's comfort past, present, and future, and it's ours for sure in Christ. Amen. At Covenant Reformed Church in Missoula, Montana, we sincerely believe God's Word and faithfully teach it. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays. For more information, please visit MissoulaURC.com. That's MissoulaURC.com.